Kentucky basketball has a lot of really good point guards on their roster, but there is one that statistically stands out among the rest. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. You can go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. That is Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be asking the question, who is Kentucky's best point guard on their roster? Because while the Wildcats have four different players that could technically run the point for them, one statistically stands out among the rest. Also, going to continue to answer your questions on today's episode. Currently pre-recording this episode as I am out of town uh, having surgery, so I have not even gotten a chance to see UNC Wilmington play UK. They're actually about to tip off uh, as we are recording this. We're going to talk about the SEC road slate. One of you guys wants to ask how the Wildcats will fare, and then front court numbers. You want to talk about how the Wildcats will pan out in the front court. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. So let's go ahead and get into it. According to H2P Gaming 132, he has a question that he wants to ask and a little bit of an opinion. He says, is Rob Dillingham the best passer slash point guard on our roster? And he continued along, I believe, in another comment to talk about Rob Dillingham and how good he is for the Kentucky Wildcats. So I want to go ahead and tell you guys, is Rob Dillingham the best point guard on Kentucky's roster? By the numbers, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll see you tomorrow. No, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. But for real, Rob Dillingham, from a numbers perspective, among three other really good guards for Kentucky, is the best guy at running the offense. And I think this is not necessarily a surprise. When you go and actually watch the Wildcats, forget the numbers for a second. When you go and watch Kentucky, I think you begin to understand why Rob Dillingham fits this offense so well. Before I even talk about that, though, I want to do a little bit of a victory lap because in April and May, and during through April and May, I said that Rob Dillingham was going to be the guy that started for UK, and I thought that he was going to be the best point guard on the team. I just did. I was excited about his game. I thought it was special. I thought he could distribute the basketball really well. I thought he could handle it. He could create his, his own shots. I liked Rob Dillingham's game, and I thought that he was going to start for, for Kentucky. Wagner ended up doing that for UK. Now that he is unfortunately injured, it's forcing Shepard more often than Dillingham to play on ball uh, at the point, or they kind of split time there evenly on occasion. But when you watch Dillingham play, and you watch this Kentucky offense play, let's get back to that, I think the randomness, the pacing, and the chaos is what fits Rob Dillingham so well. And a more In a slower, more rigid system, I don't think Rob Dillingham would be as successful, I don't think, in the freedom that Coach Cal and John Welch have given these guys in this offense 
to create different opportunities for other players to get their shots up and then to create opportunities in this offense to drive the ball to the rim and then find open guys for threes. I think Dillingham in this kind of like chaotic, quickly, boom, 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 looking to drive, looking to kick, looking to shoot, he has survived, not just survived, he has thrived in this system. Take a look with me across the board at different numbers on Kim Palm for Rob Dillingham. He, according to Ken Palm, is the go-to guy. He is used on more than 28% of Kentucky's possessions. 28.8% to be exact. That's 110th nationally among players in Division One college basketball. The fact that he's even up there is impressive. But his possession percentage is, is higher than Wagner's. It's higher than Reeves. It's higher than Shepard's. In fact, if you go down the list, you've got Wagner at 26%, Antonio Reeves at 21, and Shepard at 16. Rob Dillingham gets whenever he's in the game, gets to touch the ball and do whatever he want do whatever he wants within that certain possession 28% of the time. That's really high. That is very high. He also gets 28.7% of the shots up whenever he is on the floor, which is also very high. He is a go-to contributor. Statistically, he takes those shots. What about his effective field goal percentage, though? Where is that? Well, let's look through. It is almost 20% higher than DJ Wagner's. 63.2 is his effective field goal percentage. Wagner's is 45%. It's slightly better than Antonio Reeves at 62.4. It is slightly worse than Trey Mitchell at 63.6, but Trey Mitchell has the pleasure of playing at six foot nine and playing close to the rim. Rob Dillingham does not have that pleasure. The player that is better than Rob Dillingham is Reed Shepard, who has an effective field goal percentage of 85.9%. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that is first nationally. That is best in the country for Reed Shepard. 85.9% is his effective field goal percentage. His true shooting percentage is 872 which is also first and also bonkers. Reed Shepard is the most efficient shooter that we have seen come through Kentucky in a while. And I really hope that they, that stays true for the rest of the year because I expect his numbers to go down a little bit. But for him at six foot three as a guard to be shooting that high is really impressive. But Rob Dillingham owns more possessions and also has a very solid effective field goal percentage. And then the other thing, that I wanted to turn to here to prove that Rob Dillingham is probably the best point guard on Kentucky's roster because he fits the best is his assist rate. His assist rate is for his assist rate is 41.1%. That means he assists on 41.1% of the baskets that are made when he is on the court for Kentucky. The next closest player is Reed Shepard at 21.3%. Rob Dillingham is 20% higher than the next closest guard. Next closest player happens to be a guard. Wagner is third at 18.8, and then Mitchell is fourth at 17%. Rob Dillingham facilitates, dominates the ball, scores efficiently, and also doesn't turn it over a ton. He has a 10.5% turnover rate, which is which is better than Reed Shepard, it's better than guys like Aduthiero. It's right there, just a tick higher than DJ Wagner, who's at 10.4%. Justin Edwards is at 12. 
I mean, we've got we've got the the guys for him to dominate the ball as much as he does, to control the offense as much as he does, to assist at such a high rate, and to only turn it over that that little is impressive. It's a very impressive stat line from Rob Dillingham. And then you go and look at his numbers, just his just his basic numbers: fifteen a game, five point seven assists leads the team. He's shooting fifty three percent from deep. He's shooting fifty two from the floor. He's gra- grabbing 4.4 rebounds and 1.6 steals. I mean, he he's doing everything for the Kentucky for the Kentucky Wildcats right now. He's efficient. He controls the ball. He plays well within this offense, and then he assists the ball and does not turn it o- turn it over a ton. And the only other thing I wanted to point out here is while Rob Dillingham by the numbers, while he may be the best player on Kentucky's roster. You have to give props to Wagner and Reeves and Shepard for also being really, really good as well. Like I mentioned, Shepard leads the nation in effective field goal percentage. Antonio Reeves is also shooting very, very well. DJ Wagner also is is playing very well. He distributes the ball pretty well, and we need to see those shooting numbers go up, but he's a solid defender. So Kentucky's got a really good backcourt. They just happen to have somebody playing out of their ever-loving mind in Rob Dillingham. So if you've got any thoughts on Rob Dillingham, on Reed Shepard, on Antonio Reeves, on who the best point guard is on this roster, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below. All right, I want to continue along here and talk about SEC road games for the Kentucky Wildcats. One of you guys wants to know how will the Wildcats figure it out on the road. Before I dive into that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks, I think, is the easiest and most exciting way that you can play daily fantasy sports right now because it's pretty simple. It's you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, pros, sharks, it's, like I said, very straightforward. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and then you can watch your winnings roll in. I've been playing quite a bit recently. You can make your picks and select you, uh, submit your entry in less than a minute which is really, really awesome. On Thanksgiving, I was doing a lot of different things where I could just go in between NFL games. I want to pick more or less on different players, passing yards, combos, different things like that. I could just boop, 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 and then I was ready to watch the game with uh, with the submission over on prize picks. And then with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across both football and basketball from the specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. So for example, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey. Let's say if you want to, you want to go more or less on a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made from James and then receptions from Kelsey. You think the combination, okay, James and Kelsey, they will get more than 10.5 combined three-pointers made and receptions. Then you can go do that on Prize Picks as well as so many other different things between sports. PrizePicks.com slash LockedOnCollege is where you need to go. Use code LockedOnCollege there for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, PrizePicks.com slash LockedOnCollege and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100 prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, continuing along here on what should be the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you have not subscribed to the show already, I would really appreciate it. 
If you went ahead and did so, if you're listening on YouTube, if you're watching or if you're listening on podcast, wherever you are at, subscribe. We have just surpassed 6,000 subscribers, which is absolutely insane to think about over on YouTube. Again, I really appreciate you guys joining up. And if you have not, now would be the time to do so. It's going to be a fun, fun season. Second question on today's episode. A listener wanted to know, how well do you think Kentucky will do in SEC road games this year? Eric Adams 9299 asked that question. How well will the Wildcats do in SEC road games? So let's walk through it here real quick. And for fun, on today's episode, we'll do win-loss. We will actually do a win-loss projection for UK here. So you start off your SEC slate on the road. You go to Florida, and as we have discussed at different points when the schedule was announced, whenever we've gotten deeper into this non-con slate, we've continued to maintain the fact that like that's a, that's such a tough, tough ask at the beginning of the after the beginning of the schedule, the SEC schedule, with a young team going up against what I think is a good coach in Todd Golden and a good team in Florida. You're on the road. In, in Gainesville, a place that is can be difficult to play and has been difficult to play recently. 86 to 84 is what Kim Palm currently projects for UK. They project the Wildcats to, in, to win this game. So I think 55% chance to go on the road and beat Florida. I'm going to say that Kentucky wins this game. But I just, it's, it, it, Kentucky could lose, the game, lose this game by 15. I would not be shocked. But I think you get I think you get a win to start conference play. It's going to be close. I think you get one. Then your next road game at Texas A&M. I think you lose this one. I think you lose at A&M. It's going to be tough. They're going to score points. They get to the foul line. This is a very very experienced team. Again, you talk about experienced teams that Kentucky's going to face. And getting them away from Rupp Arena is going to be tough. You beat Miami. Awesome. Can you replicate that performance whenever you don't have Rupp Arena's crowd behind you? That's the question. I think you lose this one. You don't play on the road for another 10 games or 10 days, 10 games, 10 days until you go and play South Carolina. I think you win that one. It's weird to me that South Carolina is 7 0 right now. They just beat George Washington, they've beaten uh, Notre Dame, they've beaten Virginia Tech. All those teams just kind of, eh. They beat Grand Canyon, who is also not terrible, but just not not great. But they are 7-0. They got a tough one against Clemson. We'll see how that goes. But I think Kentucky wins that game. You're 2-1 on the road. At Arkansas, January 27th. Guys, I think you win it. I think you go into Bud Walton Arena, I think you win. Now, you could also lose this game by 15 like you could at Florida. You could lose any road game in the SEC by 15. It's that tough. It's been really difficult over these past few years. Really, truly difficult. But I think you can beat Arkansas looking at the way that they've played against good competition. They beat Duke. Awesome. Duke can't shoot. Duke is a very good offensive team at the rim. They are not a good offensive team whenever you ask them to shoot. Kentucky can shoot the basketball. So I think Kentucky could win a close one here on the road against the Razorbacks. If we're matching them up right now, 
Ken Palm thinks Kentucky's got a 60% chance to win that game on the road, which shocks me. So I think he beat Arkansas 3-1 and one on the road at Vanderbilt. I know in my original prediction for the season, I said Kentucky would lose this game shockingly on the road. They could still do that. I'm going to go with a win here against the Commodores. They do not look, they, do, they, they don't look great. They're looking like the worst team in the SEC right now. We'll see what happens. Auburn on the road. Uh, I think this is a game you lose. Auburn, I think, offensively can be challenged at times. I think Kentucky could create some issues, especially with Hugo and Bradshaw and maybe Ivasich in that lineup. It's a tough environment. It's a tough ask. Auburn has played uh, Kentucky on the road extremely close and pretty much won um, contests over the past half decade. Kentucky can win this game. They can also lose this game by 15. But I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take Auburn to win 4-2. and two. Then you're on the road against LSU. You're 5-2. and two. Nothing to say here. Mississippi State on the road. 50-50 chance to win according to Kim Palm. I'm going to say Kentucky wins. Mississippi State is a good team. This is a really good defensive basketball team. But they can't, they still can't shoot. And they couldn't shoot last year. They were the worst three-point shooting team in the nation last year. They're towards the bottom of the barrel again this season. Offense. Offense for Kentucky. Could struggle. Could struggle. But I think they got more than what State does in the tank. So you're six and two, and then you're on the road to end it to end off the season against Tennessee. I think I think Tennessee wins. I think you're six and three on the road. I think Tennessee's really good defense combined with the fact that it is on the road in Knoxville. You don't win there a ton. You 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 eked one out last season in a really nice upset. I don't think you do it at the end of the year. I think you lose the game, six and three is where I would have Kentucky in their road slate. You got any thoughts on Kentucky's road slate? I'll run through the games one more time. You can say it out loud, win or loss, if you like to. Florida, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. Those are your road games. You can put your win or loss prediction in the comments below. All right, we got one more question here from Bluegrass Robbie about the three bigs for Kentucky basketball and how effective each will be. Before we dive into that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn. Whether you are hiring or when you are hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours of posting their job. And LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and they might not have the time to resource or resources to hire. But thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. And they even just launched a new feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, continuing along here on what should be the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. 
If you have not subscribed to the channel already, I'll ask you one more time. Please go ahead and do so on podcast or on YouTube. Much appreciated. Bluegrass Robbie has a question here to wrap us up. How many points do you think the three bigs will have per game when slash if they return? How effective will each be on defense? How much time will each play? And which will fit in best on offense and defense without disruption of this flow they have going? Great question. Let's dive into it. First thing I want to say here is, as I did an episode a couple of days ago about Zvonimir Ivasich, I don't think he's going to play for Kentucky. So I'm going to stick here with Hugo and with Bradshaw. And we can talk about hypothetically which one of them would fit in. We'll include Ivasich in that because I think that there's one clear answer. So how many points do I think the three bigs will have per game if slash when they return? First thing we need to identify here, Kentucky currently has a starting center that is averaging almost 15 points per game. And I think he is going to continue to get his. Now, will it be 15 points per game at the end of, this, of the season? No, I don't think so. I think it will be closer to 12 or 10, somewhere between 12 and a half, 10 points per game. But when you look at these other at these defenders that Kentucky can bring in, I think that is what they that is what Hugo is going to be. Uganda Nyenzo is going to be a defensive piece for UK. I don't see Uganda Nyenzo averaging more than five or six points a game. I just don't. I think he's going to be a rim protector that doesn't get a ton of touches on offense. Bradshaw, I think, can average somewhere between seven to ten points per game for Kentucky. I don't think he's going to average a ton more past that. And then I think with, uh, with if we were going to say Zvonimir, I, again, I don't think six to ten points would be, would be, 10 points would be out of uh, slightly out of range, I think, for Zvonimir. Trey Mitchell will get his. So I think that that's where you're sitting on points per game. How effective will each be on defense? He says rebounds, blocks, etc. I think that you're looking at Uganda and Bradshaw both being solid rebounders for you. I'm going to lean on Yenzo. And if you're asking for a number, I'll say six or seven. Six points, six or seven rebounds a game for Onyenzo. I think he will be more utilized on the defensive end. Bradshaw, I'll say somewhere between four to six rebounds per game. And then for Mitchell, I think he'll stay around five or six. So I, I think that statistically rebounds will be pretty evenly distributed between the three because I think their num their minutes are going to be somewhat even we'll talk about that in a second. Blocks. I think Hugo will lead the who will lead the three in blocks. That's all I'll say about that. I think defensively he will be the best piece that Kentucky has. How much time will each play? As of right now, Trey Mitchell is averaging he is averaging thirty four point three minutes per game. I think he'll continue to push thirty night in and night out. I think that Onyenzo will get somewhere between eight to twelve minutes a game. I think that. Bradshaw will get somewhere between 12 to 15 minutes per game. No, I'm sorry. 15 to 18 minutes per game. That's what I had written down. So that's that's Onyenzo. No, it's excuse me. I've not I've not done Onyenzo. Onyenzo, I think Yeah, 8 to 12 minutes a game. Trey Mitchell pushing pushing 30, Bradshaw 15 to 18, maybe more, maybe but you have to think about how much a Duthiero is going to play. And then Zvonimir, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's going to play. 
and who will best fit in on offense and defense without disruption of this flow. Even if you wanted to include Big Z in here, I think it's Bradshaw. I think Bradshaw fits best both on offense and defense. He's got the length to play well defensively. He's got the offense to extend his range outside. I think that he's your best piece here. So if you've got any thoughts on Kentucky's big three, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below. I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave that in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all for a Kentucky versus Penn preview. Until then, have a great rest of your day, and God bless. Thank you.